Welcome to the Men of Conviction podcast. We're your host, Alex and Cordell. That's Alex. What's up? I'm Cordell. We're on a mission. Yeah. To reach as many men as possible, help them help them live lives of purpose and meaning, pursue passions, pursue relationships, pursue being the best version of themselves. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Who are we going to talk about today? I have an idea today. Yeah. I want to talk about labels hmm. and how they may or may not be helpful. Hmm. Spoiler, they may not be as helpful as you think they are. Hmm. A couple recent examples. I'll just we're just gonna start with big we're gonna start with big ones here. We're gonna start with very controversial ones. Oh, we're going there? Going straight there. Minute conviction podcast going nationwide. <laughs> There's a recent presidential speech with kind of a Darth Vader-ish background setting where our current president said the biggest threat to democracy is MAGA Republicans. It's a nice label, right? MAGA Republicans. And it got me thinking, how do you define that? Because if you're going to say this is the greatest threat to America... It should be pretty easy and important to define, right? Absolutely, because we got to identify the threat and eliminate them. But in that speech, there was no definition provided for what a MAGA Republican is. These ultra extreme MAGA Republicans, with it. Just you keep throwing adverbs on it. You add an adverb is how you describe what it is. That's how you, that's the presidential vice presidential way. And so, what makes somebody a MAGA Republican? Is it the hat? Is it the vote? Is it you got to put both those together and you also got to live in a certain zip code? Is it if you went to the Capitol on January 6th, but what if you have the hat and the vote, but you didn't go to the Capitol? Or what if you went to the Capitol and you don't have the vote and the cap? Not everybody can afford to get to Capitol, Alex, you know. Come on. <laughs> and I say this. I This is this is an interesting topic to me because I I I don't think the way you vote is as important as people might make it seem that it is. Because I think that truly most Americans want the same things. That's right. They want the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And so we start labeling groups. We start labeling victims. And we start labeling corruption. And we start labeling greed. And we start labeling ma ultra MAGA Republicans. Mm -hmm. And of course, ultra MAGA Republicans kind of has almost a given opposite, right? You you almost think like, oh, if I'm not ultra MAGA Republican, then I must be a liberal Democrat that wants to save the world. Yeah, because I don't want to be part of that other group that is so bad and, and a really big threat to our democracy. And I mean, I'll, I'll take it a step back, even since you brought that up. Like, what what does just so everyone knows? MAGA was an acronym, and only an acronym for a campaign slogan, which was Make America Great Again. It doesn't say Make America Extreme Again, Make America Grown Again. <laughs> I mean, Make America Grouchy Again. I don't know. It's Make America Great Again. And it, it it does come under presumption that America is not wasn't 
great anymore. But if you're listening, I think that everybody can identify, I don't care who you are, some areas that could be improved in our country. And so if your goal is to improve something and you make a positive campaign slogan about make America great again, it sticks, it sells, that became villainized by our current president and administration. Yeah, well, and that's where that's where I think the labels become unhelpful because there really has to be conversations because it's not about like I don't I don't know what an ultra MAGA Republican is I don't is that just is that you know right like we just said is that just these little is it just Republican is it just MAGA is it just wearing, what I don't know what that is but what I do know I do think it's unhealthy and probably unproductive to worship at the altar of Donald Trump absolutely but I'm not I'm not going to throw I'm not throwing labels on these people because that's that's one aspect of people. That's not who they are. And so I think that's where we we miss we we try to throw labels on things so that they make better sound bites for TV and and the radio and whatnot. But the reality is there just needs to be more conversation. It's not about being an ultra MAGA Republican. It's about well, what are you trying to do to better the country? If you're just worshiping the altar of Donald Trump, he's just one man. He's mm-hmm. going to come and go, just like everybody else, whether you count it in the number of presidency presidential terms or the number of golf courses he builds, he's going to come and go. And so your attention being so focused on him is not the most productive use of your time. But I'm not going to label you something. I don't, I don't know that that deserves a label. It just is, hey, I think this is a bad way to spend our media and our television and our radio and our resources. But, of course, TV is just about clickbait headlines and and you know views and eyes on the television so they're going to use whatever they can to get people riled up so i say that and i'll make a slight segue another example of labels we have a new little mermaid coming little mermaid is not gonna be played by a black actress i think her name is hallie bailey just gotta say i think if you're super upset about the Little Mermaid being black, you might be a little bit racist. <laughs> but my bigger point is there is that it's this this moment being used to make more labels. Now, now Disney is a voice for the black community because they're giving representation. Are they? I mean, I don't feel represented. I mean, like, how do you know that? <laughs> I mean, how how do you know that? Like, we're throwing big labels out, right? If you if you if you hate the little mermaid you're this and if you love the little mermaid you're this like but it's not that simple right. i think it's fine to be excited about the little mermaid i think it's fine to be a little sad that your little mermaid's not going to be you know basically like you don't get the remake that you wanted right like oh well, i just want my kids to have the same exact thing that i had regardless of your skin color i didn't i don't know what that what your skin color is but you might feel that oh I mean, my kids don't get the exact same cartoon little mermaid that i had growing up they have something different those are all valid feelings, right? Um, but we're throwing labels around as like the good guys and the bad guys, and again, it's just conversation. Yeah, we're getting we're getting too emotional about some things that, quite frankly, don't matter, and we don't have any control over. And if the Little Mermaid was, you know, Caucasian with red hair, I wouldn't care. If she's black, I wouldn't care. If she's Indian, I wouldn't care. I don't have any control over Little Mermaid. 
Mermaid or Disney. Um, and quite frankly, it just doesn't matter. It's not that important or relevant to life. And to allow ourselves to get stuck, sucked into these storylines that sensationalize and divide us is sad. So whether it's politics or, you know, not liking the character of a movie, um, it gets interesting. Because I think that's that's happening more and more is that for, in quotes, exclusive, inclusivity, they, they are casting people differently. Um, I heard on, I'm not sure, I heard, I believe it was on the radio this morning, and I don't know the name of the movie or, or what it is, but there's, I guess, some movie or play or something where uh, two guys broke went the highest they've ever went in a hot air balloon. And uh, it was two men, but they're casting one as a lady for representation. I'm not sure if you know the details of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know details on it other than I heard it this morning. That's another example of then people have infighting. You know, it's like, hey, we care about accuracy of history and events and things, but then they change it. It's like, I just don't care. If you're making it for entertainment and theater, we have to understand it as such. And it's time for us as Americans not to try to control things that we don't control, but stand up for things that are right and wrong um, and know the difference. You know, there's a difference. So to your point about the MAGA Republicans or ultra MAGA Republicans or, you know, the greatest threat to our democracy, all those things. Like, I think that going there makes it really, really tough because it's like, who are they? And when you speak to people, they think they can identify them on a couple of things like, Oh, here's one of those things. This is a trait. They must be this. Like you got to stop doing that. Why don't you find out why they feel that way? What's your thoughts? Well, I don't even have time to talk to somebody like that. Well, do you know why you feel the way you feel? You want everybody just to do whatever they want. You want your society to, what do you want to be your foundation for your society is probably what you should ask yourself, ask yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, because America was founded as one nation under God, um, in our pledge, at least, you know, and there's many references to God, to my understanding in our founding documents and so when you put that as your guiding principle for moralities and and things in life then all of a sudden you have your you have your absolutes of does how's this measure against his standards not our own all of a sudden we become less than right we're important in his kingdom where we become less than. And so our agendas for being recognized become less important. I don't need to be a MAGA Republican or a liberal Democrat. I need to be a child of God first. Then I make decisions under that. And I think that's where I think people got, got get confused. There's no identity. They're trying to identify so many different ways 
first. You know, identify this way, identify that way. Whereas if you just identified um, in an eternal sense first, it changes things. I would imagine that if most people and cultures, if they didn't think that there was a uh, afterlife, it'd be pure anarchy, chaos. Because what else, like, what reasons would you have to not chase your own pleasures? You know, would you have a reason not to do it? What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's the it's it's that or it's the structural setup of society it has to be basically one of those or a combination of those that basically keep people in line. But the uh, yeah, so the structural setup either gets really con- constraining, mm-hmm. like this is the only way to keep people in line is you have to really constrain them, um, in a more of a dictatorship or communism. Um to make sure that people are under control or, or people can be free if they seek a higher calling without as much chaos. But everybody has to be under the same rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our country's not under the same rules anymore. They want us to divide us into groups. So let's get back to your point of labels. I don't know that labels do us any justice most of the time. What do you think? No, I don't think they do. I mean, because I think that's where I don't think that at the super specific and super fleeting labels help move us along toward anything meaningful. Because the the rules and definitions and and everything changes, right? Well, there was a time when if you if you had a, a Black Lives Matter sticker on the back of your car, that meant one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I support justice for Black Americans. Mm-hmm. Well, now, what happened to Black Lives Matter? The women were corrupt. They were stealing money. They were buying mansions with the money you were donating to. Save black America. They were buying mansions and cars and going on trips. And so does that label now mean the same thing it meant two years ago? I would argue that it doesn't. But what did it what did it even mean at that point? It was it's not anything that's gonna be it's not eternal, right? These fleeting labels that change with the moment or the season or the or the political context or the the political party whatever it is these these labels that just move all constantly they're just distractions they just keep you distracted they try to pull in your heartstrings to make you feel a certain way to feel like hey finally my voice is being heard or oh wow now i get it and then you feel empathetic sympathetic for someone else and no one's ever going to know exactly your road or my road 
or anyone's road, you know, what their challenges and struggles have been. And, and I think that the human experience is, is one that we all have, you know, like, so we all have our uniquenesses to us and our unique struggles, unique challenges. And, and that's fair that no matter the way you look or the amount of melanin in your skin or, um, who you vote for, we're all human beings. And, and, and I think that it's appropriate to, treat human beings with respect um to 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 be courteous um but also i mean you stand up for yourself too and no one walk away stand up for yourself doesn't mean like getting almost attacking other people you know or, or attacking property uh is not a way of saying i'm standing up for myself because I would imagine that even people that are attacking property, they may have very little to nothing. Um, they wouldn't want somebody to take it up for them. It wasn't this mass construct of mob mentality. It's like no one wants to come get a shirt taken off their back, even if, even if that's all they have. So, so how far does it go? <laughs> you know, like how far can you go down that rabbit hole of, of, equality and justice if your form of that is taking something from someone else you can go as far as reparations <laughs> you can't you can't go as far as reparations you want to know when you ask you don't want you want to know what happens when you ask a representative of the british monarch if the british monarchy is going to pay reparations i, I know Let's share with the let's share with the crowd. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm gonna um, backstory. Don Lemon, he's a prominent figure on CNN. Um, so, right wing people have have a field day with him because he 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 plays on emotions a lot of time of the underdog, so to speak. Um, every story is very demonstrative, and he comes up with this great question for a member of the British monarch. Um, in the passing of, he took his opportunity in the passing of Queen Elizabeth, which, I mean, it, you know, like she was a person, so people can mourn her death. It is what it is, you know, but I don't, it doesn't draw much emotion for me one way or the other. However, Don Lemon took opportunity with the, the death of Queen Elizabeth the second. It's the second, right? Queen Elizabeth II, yeah. Yeah. So they have their they have their their PR person. The monarchy has their PR person doing the rounds, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody wants interviews about well, what's going on in England and what's the next steps and da 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 da. So Don Lemon is interviewing a representative of the British monarchy, and he takes the opportunity to ask her. Yeah, so it seems like a good opportunity. I mean, you, you know, the, the the monarchy has amassed you know billions and much fortune. Seems like a good opportunity for reparations. Um to be paid out. You know, some groups are looking for, you know, this amount of money and the next amount of money. And, um, that was the story, right? He asked basically just like, what, there's an opportunity for that. And to my surprise, he says, Oh no, I think that reparations are absolutely a good idea. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I was like, where's this going? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. And, and she, she handled that, uh, question. She said the first, where she handled it, she said the first nation to actually abolish, um, Slavery was Great Britain, and their navy actually went and fought 
in the slave trade and lost their lives. But she said, if we go back to the source of where it started over 2,000 years ago, it was the kings over in Africa that had their people, they rounded up their people, having cages on the coast uh, to be picked up for trade. So maybe, perhaps, we got to go to the start of it to claim your reparations. And Don Lemon, who's normally not lost words, he likes to have a good argument. He's He, he kind of, he was stumped on this question. I've never seen it. So go look it up. I mean, we might put a link to it or something on, on this episode, but just so you can see, he got served, so to speak. Um, he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll... Uh, Great discussion. Great, great discussion. discussion. We'll, we'll talk we'll, about this later. We'll talk about this later. I'd love to talk with you more about this they're later. Never, they're never going to talk about it later. He's not going to talk about it later. But she's like, and she says, absolutely, uh, distinguished lady that she is, you know. So, yeah, she was, she was, uh, the way she handled that question was pretty interesting because you never, no one's ever satisfied is what it boils down to at the end of the day. And it's like, if you just have this happen, you still have the problem in your heart most of the time. You know, if I just got this, if I just had this amount of money, if I just had, you know, X amount for my grief. And in our society, we do have civil penalties that we impose on people um, should they cause types of injury or mental anguish to another person's. But it doesn't mean that that's absolutely what should happen. So if you go down the road looking for vindication or justification for something that's happened, a lot of times you'll be disappointed because you still have a heart issue that you have to deal with. If you deal with that one first, you can deal with everything else, you know. And and if there is, I'm not saying that you cannot seek out compensation for something that's been you know done to you, but at the same time, know where your heart is and know if it's something that's 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 very clear and legal, um, or if it's you gotta know your heart. You gotta know what you're after, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. So, watch out for these labels, and watch out if you think someone is a MAGA Republican, ultra MAGA Republican, or just a Republican, or just vote Republican. They may vote that way for other reasons than a MAGA movement or Donald Trump. And I'll confess, guys, I, I was I had been and uh, a big Donald Trump fan prior to his presidency, the Celebrity Apprentice. I used to like watching the show. Uh, I liked The Apprentice first when it first came out, just The Apprentice, but then it became the Celebrity Celebrity Apprentice. And I mean, of course, it's for production, but I, I always it was one of those shows that I watched uh, quite frequently, and I like watching how the decisions were made and and what they had to do and. And the, 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 you know, the characters, all celebrities, people that are in our pop culture, the, the lengths they went through to fundraise and, and win a task or design a project, design a marketing campaign for, um, and to win money for charity. And so I thought that was pretty interesting premise that they did, did these things, got to kind of network with other folks and, um, also, at the end of the show, they got to raise a lot of money for charity. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So that that's where, you know, I I really liked uh, Donald Trump uh, for for those reasons prior to presidency. And I didn't I didn't I didn't make decisions on voting based on that reality show whatsoever. So I could separate the two. I know that a reality show is a production for entertainment. 
But a president of the United States is something different. But it doesn't mean I did not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I voted with my, my values and my and my morality. So yeah, and if I mean that's a that's a much bigger topic and conversation about how the political parties and the, the political structure in America has a lot of room for improvement and growth. But again, I don't think that conversation is 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 jump started or helped by villainizing one party or the other, because of course. Joe Biden has a giant platform right now because he's the president. So if he gets there and says, says ultra MAGA Republicans are the enemy, oh, I must mean Republican. I mean, like, what are you going to, how do you take that other than just meeting Republicans? But just to be clear, I think it's just as unhelpful for a Donald Trump or any other Republican president to get there and say, the Democratic Party is the enemy of America. I think that's just as unhelpful and just as unproductive and just as hurtful to the actual American dream and actual American progress of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That's right. The people I know in my life, I don't ask them how they vote, but ask them what's important to them. What are you working on for your family? What are you, what are you working on for your kids? What are your plans for your, your life, your career? People are individuals. And I think if you find, I think if you put in the effort, you'll find that you have a lot more in common with your neighbors than maybe. Fox News and CNN want you to believe. That's right. We all this, we all have the same basic needs. In America, we have a lot of extra. Mm-hmm. So, so man, there's many roads you can go down with all this. But the main thing is be careful with labels and labeling people. Because if you label a person just by looking at them or by one of their beliefs, it could be dangerous i do think that there's some things that you can say like hey i mean you're you're a pedophile i have small kids i mean i don't i don't really <laughs> want to break bread with you right you know like that's not something that i think there's certain things but but i do also understand that that person's a human too you know like i'm not i, I don't have to uh be over aggressive towards someone that i would know that's a pedophile However, I absolutely under no circumstance want, want him want him or her around my family um, because there's boundaries that are that are acceptable. But you have to be be careful of how far you let you take yourself with your boundaries and say, oh, just because you vote for someone or you believe one thing that may or may not be material. Like they didn't like the Little Mermaid or not. <laughs> they wore a red hat one day. It's really superficial. And you don't know the person. That's that. That's a wrap, man. So maybe you liked it today. Maybe you didn't. Let us know about it. Like, subscribe, share. Share again. Tell us how much you hated it. Tell us how much you liked it. Tell us if you want to hear more. We're here for you. The Minute Conviction Podcast. We want you to be convicted about the way you want to live your life. Have bold, meaningful conversations. And live your purpose. We out. We'll see you all next time. Right here. Yeah.